When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucherrios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, you're Espanol. Mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. That's right. I learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show, Canada's PTI, as I like to call it. Broadcasting live from beautiful South Florida. That's where I'm at. Darren Moose DuPont is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where we didn't talk at all through the weekend, but you told me that it it rained a little bit. Did you get some... Uh, did you get some snowflakes out there, Moose? What's happening? What's a Southern Ontario weather report? You know, there was. Uh, we got a couple snowflakes, but I facetiously say that because we have audience in other pockets of the country where they get real snow, and you and I have spent enough years in Saskatchewan where the snow flies and in Alberta. Yes, some snowflakes fell from the sky, but I don't think they actually hit the ground. So, uh, no, no nice. snow really is sticking around yet. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I was talking to uh, our sales guy, Kevin. Kevin the medium. He's been oddly quiet today in terms of writing into the show. Uh, and he says that the show's growing, it's growing, it's growing. It's growing on television. It's growing on streaming, I can tell. And I'm sure that it's growing on the radio, right? Rhino Radio. And people are understanding now sort of the formatics and what we do here with the program. Hour one, we look back. Hour two. We look ahead. We bring in a lot more audience participation here in hour two. But I do have to say, the interview with Cody Fajardo just... <laughs> going to tear up when I think about how much I think about that guy. And you know me. Our audience knows me. I'm a heart-on-my-sleeve kind of guy. I was advised recently to not be as much. I'm like, yeah, right. After 50 years, <laughs> I'm going to change now. Yeah. Um... He was saying things. I was getting goosebumps. I really was. Ron in Calgary writes in regarding the Grey Cup MVP of the Alouettes. Cody Fajardo. Ron says, Cody equals class. Always a fan. Jim in Balgoni says, I'm team Cody for life. Godly man. Love him. So before we do look forward, did you have any takeaways from the Fajardo interview? You know, I, I like the way, you know, he talked about the week of the Grey Cup and, it, you know, didn't think a lot of it leading in. But, you know, you asked about handling that that week because you would think he was playing in his sixth Grey Cup, the way he played yeah. in that game and had command of the team and made smart reads. And I know there's probably, you know, well, I can tell you between Danny Machocha, Anthony Calvillo, Jason Moss, and everybody else around that organization, did a great job preparing not only him, but the rest of that team to be ready and what you would expect um, playing in a Grey Cup, especially for some of those uh, guys who were, was their first. Um, and actually, you know, playing in that game. Um, yeah. Cody's just, Cody's not changing. Um, and I think we love him for those reasons. Yeah, well, it's, it's a real talent to make difficult things look easy. Whatever it is, and that was the one thing uh, in the case of Cody Vajardo was the way he conducted himself in the Grey Cup. 
Allie in Texarkana says, there's nothing wrong with having emotions, Rod. I think it's great. I know. I was a little surprised that I was advised to, <laughs> to not, but um, I don't think that person knew me very well. And that's what keeps people coming back here every day. Now, here's our overreactions. And I, like you said, I came with some heat here last hour. I'm not sure which one's your favorite. Number one, the Edmonton Oilers have turned the corner. It's our poll question for Key Auto Group, and over 70% are saying, no, they haven't. Two, the Calgary Flames will miss the playoffs. Statistically, they're tracking to that. Number three, Bill Belichick needs to go. And if it wasn't Bill Belichick, any other coach would be fired by now in New England. Number four, and they're all going to tie in together. Watch, you watch. The 2025 Vanier Cup will be the greatest Vanier Cup ever. It's going to be held at Mosaic Stadium in Regina. Get no argument on that. Point four, there's more pressure on college football coaches than CFL coaches, which I think we all kind of know. But you know what? There will be a lot of people that don't know that. So we're kind of educating them on that. And then point six, overreaction six, did the Carolina Panthers blow it by drafting Bryce Young at number one overall out of Alabama over C.J. Stroud, who's doing better things with the Houston Texans this year on the way to, for sure, being named Offensive Rookie of the Year and maybe getting his coach Coach of the Year. I, I, probably won't happen. Probably won't happen that... Uh, He'd win coach of the year. But my point is, uh, the Belichick thing, anybody else would be fired by now. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. You look at other coaches being, you know, um, chopped during the year. I mean, you got coaches that aren't even making it all the way through their first season with the team. So that's, you know, obviously, um, Robert Kraft has high expectations. They want to win. They're not winning. And it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon. That's the problem. I can handle losing when you got, you know, the process kind of happening the right way. Or, I mean, Carolina let go of their coach because they're not seeing the development the right way. But at least they got a bright young quarterback. And the future hopefully is bright there. They have to surround him with some talent. But in New England, I don't know what you look at for positives. So, yeah, I think he would be gone. Kevin, the medium, has showed up, our sales and marketing guy. We were talking about you earlier, Kevin. You might want to rewind and find it. It was nothing bad because it's never bad. But with regards to the Edmonton Oilers who spanked Anaheim last night, the Oilers feasting on roasted duck leftovers today, 8-2, Edmonton beat Anaheim. The poll question for Keato Group, and by the way, at Keato Group, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keatogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Yeah, there's nothing else like this show on television, radio, or streaming. And in a moment, I'm going to show, prove to you why that is. But I'll just say the poll last I looked, and uh, that was just on Twitter. Over 70% saying, no, the Oilers have not turn the corner, which I think is funny because I think you're actually right. I just really hope that they have. Clark, what are they saying on YouTube to that poll question, if you don't mind, for Key Auto Group? Meh, 53% on YouTube saying, yes, the Edmonton Oilers have turned the corner. My point on all of that is I, I believe that the Oilers were way too hasty in firing Jay Woodcroft. I mean, what really have they changed and are we talking about a coach here that all the older players hated jay woodcroft i don't think so and by the way they sucked in the first few games well they won a couple under chris knobloch and then they sucked for a few and now they're on a run like holy smokes the the emotions of the whole thing is up and down up and down up and down but my point to this darren and i respect your sports knowledge immensely that's why you're on here and a lot of our viewers, I do respect their knowledge. A lot of them, I don't. But you see this with the Cowboys. You see this with the Dolphins this year. The critics are saying, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can beat up the uh, weak sisters. But when you face a team with a better record than you, you get your ass kicked. 
And while that's all true, and you could say that about the Oilers, they spanked Anaheim last night, 8-2. Everybody's going, yeah, 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 well, it's just Anaheim. Do you not believe sports and definitely life is about confidence? It's just about confidence. So from a sports vein, beating up on the teams below you, the weak sisters, if you will, does give you the requisite confidence to, to come playoff time beat the better teams. What do you think? It does. Um, it does. I mean, there's, there's one advantage. I mean, there's one side of that is when you play better teams and you beat better teams, that better prepares you to play better teams, obviously. Even when you lose, you learn from that. But let's look at these guys. Let's look at Michigan, right? Look at the Wolverines. Um, they've had a very soft schedule. I think, you know, just one win against anybody rated in the top 25 until Saturday's win against Ohio State. And everybody looked at them and said, yes, we know they're a good team, constantly ranked in the top three teams in the country. But if they lose to Ohio State, many won't see them as a team that can play in the college football playoff because their resume is not strong enough, right? But all they did was learn how to put those wins together, give their players confidence, and then they play the game against Ohio State and they play a pretty darn good game and beat them. So, yeah, winning those games handily and winning against lower teams has your confidence at an all-time high, creates good habits, winning habits, and then you're in a confident space to go out and beat Ohio State. So I, I do think that does help, and I think the Oilers beating some lesser teams are in a better position to play Vegas on Tuesday. Right. It's the slump busters are another thing entirely. But confidence gainers are what these wins that the orders are racking up right now are. But I'm like, holy smokes, man. Can you, the peaks and the valleys with the Edmonton orders are just crazy. And to be honest, when I say it dries, I get nauseous. It's 111 Eastern, by the way. 1111 Mountain. Please, everybody, please imagine a positive outcome to your current, current tough situation. I can tell you that I'm living proof of the fact that that does work. 111. Um, difference between slump busters and confidence builders. Look it up. And I just hope for my own personal well-being that the orders are on a turnaround. Um, because Serena's an orders fan and makes life a lot easier when the orders are winning. John Ohm um has a question and he says thoughts on the winnipeg jets rod after seeing them live this past weekend okay here's where we're gonna get fun the regulars like john ohm will get preference in the queue to have their questions answered just so you know this reminds me of the nhl teams and football teams that i've met with both pro and college in the last year or two and you know about all these conversations. They're like, yes, uh, Rod, you can have this, but preference will be given to the people that are here every day. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be here every day. So either give it to me or don't. I don't care. I'm not going to be here every day. And in the end, we still ended up getting what we wanted. So they're very nice about that. But John's here pretty much every day. And about the Winnipeg Jets, here's the fun thing always said they're a good team and I'm going to go talent and we're going to go back to when Paul Maurice was the coach and Patrick Laine was on the team. We would all agree they're a great team even then and they were making the playoffs even then. And last year, despite all their quagmires, they still made the playoffs. So we knew they were good. So, and I've been watching the rotating stable of coaches on their bench for a long time. Scott Arneal now, Brad Lauer now. You want to talk about a wanderer? I love Brad Lauer, pride of Humboldt Sask. Last I checked, he was in Tampa Bay with the Lightning, and then he was the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, and now he's the assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets. We're Facebook friends. He follows me on Instagram. So I waited. Fun story here. I went down in between the benches. You saw my photos from the other night. That's where that lovely photo of Rick Bonus came from. I took it. And in warm-up, Brad Lauer was on the bench watching his team in warm-up. And I went up and I banged the glass. I went, hey, Lau, bang! And he turned like this and he just smiled like that because he knew. Everybody forgets that I'm here. Everly, same thing. 
So when they see me banging on the glass or taking photos like some little 10-year-old, they'll get a kick out of it, a bang out of it. But I'm watching the Jets, and I honestly only stayed for a period because I went over and watched my buddy's high school game, Cardinal Gibbons. Winnipeg, I'll be honest with you, they were typical Winnipeg. They're, they're faster than anybody else, and they have the best goalie. I think we all know that they should have been better than they've been for the last several years. I've been, if you're paying attention, trying to dig this out of the people that call, cover the team, like John Liu last week, saying there's a different vibe in the dressing room. It's like something lifted. Well, we've discussed what that is. The Jets seem to have cleaned up their culture. They've always had talent, and they love their coach. Is because they won under Scott Arneal, even when Bones was off the bench, and obviously Brad Lauer, too. So what did I think? The Jets have no reason not to be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender this year. That's what I think. And uh, that's about, oh, yeah, no, 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 this. Oh, I'm going to take a break. I'll, I'll make it fast. Lady came up to me and Usher uh, tapped me on the shoulder when I was between the benches. And she's like, excuse me, sir, do you, have a pa- do you have a tickets to be in here? And I'm like, no, you see me here every game. I have a media pass. You know that. And she's like, well, if somebody comes and has tickets, you're going to have to leave. I'm like, I'm fully aware. And a couple minutes before the game, two young punks jumped in, came in. This kid's like, hey, I'm here. You got to go. And I'm like, well, how many of there are you? There's four seats. He's like, all four of us. I'm like, he wasn't nice at all. And he, he looked like Matthew Kachuk in a bunny hug, but it wasn't because Kachuk was on the bench. But that's how close we were. And then he was like waving to all the players and banging the glass. I'm like, oh, it's not even a rich kid. It's not even a rich, rich guy's kid, which would maybe explain why he's annoying and mouthy and kicked me out. He's a friend of the players. He didn't even pay for these damn seats. But whatever. I was annoyed by it for like five minutes. I'm like, why am I letting this guy get under my skin? I got my photo anyways. I wasn't going to stay. But it's just everybody's rude these days. Everybody's in a hurry. And I've realized that's just the way they're going to be. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And when we come back, who we got next? Jim or Tori? Tori Gurley. All right, outstanding. Moose, you're done for the day, man. Great job. Appreciate you. Go enjoy that Wolverine. Thank you. Thank you. Going to talk some NFL. Get your questions in now for our NFL insider Packers and uh, Browns alum and CFL alum as well. Tori Gurley will be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Crack of the lid on a brand new week. Episode number 1,129 of the RP Show at hand. And breaking news on this Monday already. The Frank Reich era in Carolina is over after 11 games. The Carolina Panthers fired their coach today following the team's NFL worst 1-10 start in his first year at the helm. Tory Gurley is down there close to Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to the scene. Tory Gurley joins us now. Tory, who didn't see this coming i gotta think this did not surprise you this news today am i right yeah i'm not shocked at all um you know the the panthers have struggled um we're still trying to figure out you know what they're going to do with bryce because you know coach tepler decided to go with him with the first overall pick and you have cj stroud who went number two to houston and that guy looks amazing right now and, um, you know, the, the Panthers are in a disarray, so we'll see what the owner does on trying to right the ship and, and, and get this, you know, football team back to, you know, being in contention. Uh, well, a little further to that story, Panthers owner David Tepper announced the move, the firing, uh, after several news outlets reported that Reich used a profanity as he was leaving the locker room following a 17-10 loss to the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Uh... Your thoughts on all of this? Let's just walk it back for a second. David Tepper is clearly in full control of this football team, and that doesn't seem to be a good thing. Yeah, I don't think um, Frank Wright wanted uh, Bryce Young with that first pick. I think he liked C.J. Stroud. Obviously, the owner, uh, with him coming down to the Carolinas and, and being in full control, you know, he felt Bryce was the better person to, to run the franchise. and. And, you know, the cover is pretty bare. You know, it's not all Bryce's fault. I mean, we watched Bryce uh, play college football at Alabama and a guy, you know, SEC champion, Heisman Trophy. Um, but it's just unfortunate that the team they have built around him with the Panthers, you know, it, it, it might be easy to say his, his roster at Bama was better than what he has for the Panthers. Right. And that's the thing is I, I, were you a Stroud guy or a young guy? I was a Bryce Young guy, but I'm a Crimson Tide fan. I, I was biased. What did you think going into the draft last year? I like both players. Uh, initially, it was Bryce, you know, because Bryce showed the consistency, you know, being a Heisman Trophy winner and, and leading Alabama to, to the playoffs. But what really caught my attention um, for C.J. Stroud is how he handled Georgia in the playoff game, you know, it came down to a field goal yeah. that his team missed to go on to the, you know, the national championship. So, um, you know, he, he really did a great job at Ohio State, he and Marvin Harrison Jr. And, you know, I, instantly I, I saw this guy could be the number one or number two pick. So um, I have a relationship with both guys, you know, and they're great players. And, you know, I, I'm a fan of both. But, yeah, I was – I learned a lot more about CJ when he was on that platform playing in front of everyone because we all assumed that Georgia was going to roll over Ohio State in the playoff game last year. Wasn't that a uh, sight? As was this Saturday's game, Michigan 30-24 over OSU. What was your take on that football game? And is the heat on Ryan Day a little misguided since the coach of the Buckeyes? What do you think? Or not? Yeah, not shocked by the outcome. Uh, honestly, I thought it was going to be more of – I thought Michigan was going to control the game and just win by double digits. Um, but it, Ohio State showed the grit of being a team that's, you know, a top-five team. They have pride, but um, it's just attitude. And, and, and when you work hard, you're going to have some arrogance to yourself knowing that you can impose your will on, the, on your opponent. And that's what Michigan has in that conference, knowing that – um, Ohio State is, you know, is second to them, and they can go out there and push them around. And when they need the yards, they were able to get it on the ground. And ultimately, 
you know, that's what led to, to Michigan winning the game. Um, I felt like having a young quarterback in, uh, at Ohio State, he wasn't ready to be on that, that level yet. You know, he's a young guy. Um, so it was just good to see that Michigan go out, get the win, and, and we'll see what happens next week when they go out and play Iowa for, for the conference title. But right now they're like 25-point favorites. So I think they'll get in. Isn't it just a wonderful time to be alive uh, if you're a football fan? And I'm jumping all over the place, but kind of melding college and NFL in a way. Because Frank Wright doesn't even last a year in Carolina. Urban Meyer didn't even last a year in Jacksonville two years ago for different reasons. But you kind of, what does it say about Urban Meyer that he couldn't win with the Jags given what Doug Peterson's doing there and the play of Trevor Lawrence? You got to have the right mindset being a coach in the NFL because you're not in control. You know, like you have players that make more money than you. And in college, you know, you are the general where everybody listens to you because ultimately you're the gatekeeper. Um, if you go out and speak bad a, a, about a player, it can hurt their draft status or it can keep them from transferring to another school. So, um, you know, you can't go in and rule with the iron fist. And Nick Saban was humbled that way as well as. You know, um, Urban Meyer, you know, that happens in football where you just got to take the high road and just understand, you know, you treat everyone as a professional. Um, but with that being said, you know, it's it's just wild, like how college sports and pro sports, man, is it's about wins. You know, if you don't win, people are going to get rid of you in a heartbeat. Should not be surprised <laughs> when they're fired. Uh, you would know Jeff Reinbold, of course. He was on here last week, Reinbold, saying if, you, if you're not used to being fired as a coach, you haven't been coaching long enough. And well, and speaking of that, Bill Belichick, 2-9 and nine this year. Mac Jones pulled again. I'm assuming Mac Jones was Bill Belichick's guy at 15th overall. Speaking of Alabama quarterbacks, what's the future, do you think, of Bill Belichick in New England? I think I don't think they're going to fire him, but I think they're going to ask him to step down. Um, you know, I, I think Bill being the coach, Hall of Fame man that he is, I can see Robert Kraft coming to him at the end of the season and mysteriously, you know, he, he's starting to have some type of, you know, I need to take a step away from football. You know, one of those type things. Not a, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to publicly fire him. You know, just because of what he was able to do in New England with him and Tom Brady. But I think he's the old way of coaching players. I think that's done. Um, I, the biggest thing with the New England way was because the best player, Tom Brady, allowed you to coach him. You know, I've been in locker rooms where the best player was untouchable. Uh, but when you have a guy as humble as Tom Brady to, to take on whatever you, 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 you dished out, you know, it set the tone for everyone else to be coached up as well. But now Tom is long gone and you're out here screaming at players and you're not winning. They're like, man, the hell with you. You know, we just let's go out here, collect the check and move on to, you know, to, the, to the next game. Because ultimately the stuff that you're saying doesn't work here. You and I understand that. So if you were Robert Kraft, you just kind of said what you would do. You would have the conversation with Bill but you still need a quarterback. So would yeah, you go sign somebody? What, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, you keep losing so you can get one of these high draft picks. Um, you know, ask Coach Belichick to step down, and it's just time to bring in someone new. Um, you know, there has been talk that um, Coach Mayo, he's currently on the staff. He's, he was a player for New England. Um, he's been the defensive coordinator. I hear his name as being the next guy to to take over New England one day. Um, but also there are a bunch of other people out here that would love to have that job if they're going to have the opportunity to start from scratch. Because right now, I mean, New England can't do anything. They can't score. The, de the defense is okay, but it's just you need offensive talent in this game, especially the way the rules are set up. you got to be able to put points on the board, and they haven't done that since number 12 walked out of the building. Yeah, and I can't wait for him to be on uh, television here next year. I think he, he didn't need to take 18 months off, man. He should have been working this September, whatever he wanted to take it. I think he, he looks a little lost to me, Tom Brady.
It needs to be in a stadium, right? Just like you and me, to be honest. Which, let's talk about you, because I got my football questions out of the way. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Uh, how was your birthday? How were you celebrated by TJ and Kim? And uh, properly, I hope. How was the weekend? Had a great weekend. Obviously, it was Thanksgiving. So, you know, my birthday was the day before Thanksgiving. So we ate well, uh, watched a lot of football, watched the Cowboys go out there and just dismantle uh, the Commanders. Um, also, you know, I got to conclude that with the Niners and, and Seattle. So it was pretty cool. And um, lately, I've been seeing a lot of my friends that were in Montreal who won the Great Cup. You know, I, they've been posting pictures of them you know, drinking out of the cup or eating stuff out of the cup. So it's just been a great weekend. You know, been a great week. And, you know, I'm blessed to be 36. And you just want to continue to, you know, leave, make this place, you know, just be the best person I can be, be the best husband, best coach, best scout and, and father for, for my son. So I'm just trying to, you know, lead the way for him. Isn't it amazing and good for you, by the way, that the rest, the best is still to come. You've been through so much, and you're still so young. <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. But it's funny you mentioned with the eating. I had a military friend of mine. He's like, you're celebrating two Thanksgivings, Canada and U.S. Don't you ever get tired of turkey? And I'm like, no, I do not, ever. Do you get tired of it, Tori? I'm guessing you might, or do you not? No, I love to eat. You know, that's my problem. You know, I, I literally, before I hopped on this call, I had to get off. I was on a treadmill because I'm trying to shed some of this weight. Bro, I, I ate so much, Rod. I, I, I pigged out over, over the past few days. And, and it's only going to get worse because now you got Christmas and, and I'm going to be ready to eat again. So Santa Claus loves to eat cookies and, and milk. So yeah, I know Kim is going to have some of that up under the tree. And I'm going to be the one to eat it. It ain't going to be Santa Claus. She's a good Strasburg girl. She knows how to cook. I don't even need you to explain. But also, no, you know your way around the kitchen, too. But if you need a good nutrition and fitness coach, I know one uh, here in South Florida. And I guess I should lastly ask you about the Grey Cup. We had Cody Fajardo on last hour. He's my guy. He reminds me of you. When you don't give up on somebody you believe in, and then they reward you by producing like it is the greatest feeling in the world. But not as good as how he feels. <laughs> that was quite a game, wasn't it? I'm extremely proud of him. You know, to, I, yeah. initially, I remember Cody being in the back of the locker room, you know, being one of those guys waiting to get on because we had uh, Ricky Ray, Trevor Harris, Logan Kilgore, Adrian McPherson. That's four guys in front of him, you know, and, and for him to be patient, uh, to wait his time, and, you know, for Montreal to believe in him and for him to go out there and lead him on a game-winning drive, you know, in the fourth quarter, I mean, it's just a testament to his hard work. And, and you know, I'm just happy to, to be able to, to experience and be a part of that where I can tell many young men or young women who might not get what they want at the time and let them know like, Hey, I've, I've been a part of it and I've seen my teammates continue to work even when no one was watching because when that day came, he was ready for that moment. And now he's a champion. So, you know, I'm proud of him, proud of Sean Lemon as well. He was another guy that was cut, you know, people are trying to say he's too old and he was able to go out there, contribute to the team, you know, get sacks and, and win another ring. So. Yeah, you know, I'm proud of those guys, man. You know, congrats to to both uh, Sean and and Cody and and to Montreal, man. Because uh, you know, even Vegas had you know, Winnipeg as a favorite. You know, saying that you know Montreal isn't supposed to be there. So for you know for them to go out and and get the win, that, that just shows like they're a tight team, and it was it was meant for them to win. You're right. You said it well. I hope young people are watching. Not even young people, but I hope everybody was paying attention to what those guys did because it's a very inspirational story. Tori, thanks for finding some time for us. You're one of the busiest guys I know. I appreciate you. My best to the family, and happy holidays. Yes, sir. Happy holidays, and thanks for having me. The great Tory Gurley joining us, our NFL and college insider. Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, joins us next. We might sneak some Leafs talk in there, too. 
We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. What a fine, fine day it's been here on the RP Show on this uh, Monday, Cyber Monday for some. Frank Reich has got a head start on his cyber shopping. The uh, Carolina Panthers firing their head coach after a 1-10 start. Let's bring in Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang. But we are airing on Game Plus television across Canada, Jim, and in 31 U.S. states. It's a hockey country. I just saw on Twitter Brad Tree Living is addressing the media right now in Toronto. Did I miss, Is something going on, or is this just a regular thing with the GM of the Leafs? It's a little bit of a regular thing, Ron, and part of it is that there's a big narrative going on that people said, oh, by the way, the Edmonton Oilers have more regulation wins this year than the Leafs. And the Leafs have been sort of frustratingly inconsistent. They had a four-game winning streak. They've lost two in a row. They play the Panthers tomorrow night, a tough Panthers team. And people are kind of waiting for the talent and expensive talent of the Maple Leafs to consistently be a winner. They are they're on the fringes of the wild card. But uh, lately, Tampa Bay's looked fabulous. Boston looks like a juggernaut again this year. If you're the Maple Leafs, realistically, unless you go on an unbelievable run, you're a wild card team. Okay. We're 20 games in. (laughs) Leaf Nation doesn't understand that, Rod. (laughs) Okay. You do, though. You get it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Part of the problem is is um, they've had some injuries. They've had some inconsistent goaltending. It's just because you're the Leafs and you're playing a team doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's a lot of good talent out there, a lot of good young teams, and a lot of, I mean, once upon a time, you could remember there was three or four teams on your schedule. It was pretty much a win, guaranteed. And... I'm not sure how many times that happens now in the NHL. I mean, the Oilers look bad for a while, and they just put eight goals up on Anaheim last night. And all of a sudden, they're on a bit of a roll. Calgary was on the down for a while, and then Calgary got good for a while. And they've been on a bit of a roll the last two weeks now. So there's not a lot of margin for error in the NHL. And so if if your stars aren't your stars and you don't get consistent goaltending, you're probably not going to win, let's be honest. And then the Leafs, they're good, but their back end isn't good that they can get away with their best players not being great every night. Not many teams can, and that's a wonderful segue into football. I mean, you talk about pressure needing to win. How about college football? But you came on to talk about <laughs> NFL. Frank Reich fired today. We've covered that enough. We had Tory Gurley last segment. Um, yeah. Let me just say this. What were your takeaways out of, out of week 12? What, were your, what, are, what are you thinking and buzzing about today? Uh, I mean, the officiating was horrible this weekend. But I mean, it I mean it's been bad all year, Rod. Uh, I can just—I'll run down a few of them. There was a, a missed horse collar on Josh Allen, two feet in front of the ref in the Eagles game. Now, that didn't have anything to do with Jalen Hurts running for the winning touchdown, but it was two feet in front of the head referee, and they missed it. Uh, the Browns quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, is hit shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. They call it a 15-yard penalty for personal foul and necessary roughness. And I didn't, I mean, I saw the replay 10 times. I still don't know how they came up with that call. And, I mean, I bounced around to all the games I could. I looked at all the games on social media. And every game now is just sort of tainted with a horrible call that's unexplainable, that you can't excuse the official because in a lot of cases, they are in a position looking right at the play. And and that's one of, one of the big takeaways. I, I think the other takeaway for me is how good Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are. Um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Raiders yesterday, but, uh, man, that Baltimore Ravens, Ravens team is something else. And the Eagles, they should have lost that game yesterday. They get a 59-yard field goal to tie it. And then when Jalen Hurts had to beat Jalen Hurts in overtime in a cold, wet, 
miserable night in Philadelphia. The Bills couldn't stop them. And that's kind of what makes the Eagles special. There's a there's a couple of teams that are emerging that are that are very, very good and separating themselves from the pack. And the other big thing is, despite how the game turned out yesterday, I can't see any way that CJ CJ Stroud, who Tory Gurley talked about in the last segment, is not the rookie of the year in the NFL. And that doesn't help everyone in Carolina either to know that they could have had CJ Stroud, and he's almost a lock for rookie of the year. Well, don't let your owner make the picks then. Like, I was astounded when we got to the bottom of it today that the owner's making the pick. In, in, in Dallas, we don't let Jerry pick. Right? You know that. Well, I, yeah, but, I mean, it's also Scott Fitterer, their GM, pulled off one of the, I mean, this is a Herschel Walker-type bad trade to move up to make the draft pick. And so, so right now... The Bears have the number one pick in the draft thanks to the traded pick. And then they still get Carolina's second-round pick in 2025. And the way Carolina is, they don't have a first-round pick next year. That could be a really high pick. So, I mean, I don't know when Carolina's going to get good again. Owner or no owner, because, I mean, like, and Tory's right, the cupboard's bare. They have no first-round pick, and they don't have a second-round pick the year after. They're never going to be good. And that's the point. But that's the thing. Oh, man, don't. People tell me my scars are showing and I get triggered. But I've been around owners like this all the time. When they are insisting on making these moves and then they screw up, who are you going to point the finger at, brother? This was your call. But they find somebody. They always find somebody. I, but right now, the, the, the team that's trending up most in the NFL is a team that they hired a really, really good coach got out of his way and let him do his job. And that's Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, who've won five in a row. Oof. Russell Wilson, his career is revitalized. Their defense looks great. And they're 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 buying in to what Sean Payton's selling. Offensively, defensively, I mean, at the turnaround right now in Denver is nothing short of phenomenal. And if this keeps going the way it looks like it's, it's going, then, you know, Sean Payton... For everyone thought, well, it was all Drew Brees. It wasn't all Drew Brees in New Orleans. Sean Payton can coach. And what he's doing in Denver and how he's turned Russell Wilson around, turned that team around, and the way they've played the last five weeks, it has been an incredible story in the AFC and in the NFL. Five wins in a row, you're right. And um, I guess the 70-10 to 10 loss here in Miami didn't mean anything. I'm, and what I mean by that is they blocked out the noise. I don't know how they do it. But they're not the same team, but that's, clearly. That's Sean Payton. That's, that's, that's why you pay a coach like that, that kind of money, right? get out of his way and let him do his job. Because there's a reason he's won all those games. There's a reason he's a Super Bowl champion. There is a, it, it's, it, they call it the culture. This is how we're going to do things. We, we gave up 70 points and lost to a great Dolphins team with a high-powered offense. Doesn't matter because we got a game in six days. And they'll score 70 points on us again if we're not ready. And slowly but surely, they have bought in. And I mean, the, uh, Denver right now is on the outside looking into the playoffs and the AFC. But if they keep winning and some of the teams above them, like Cleveland, are battling a lot of injuries, they could be a wild card team. And that's an incredible story when you think about where Denver was at the start of the season, the, the way the year ended last year, and the fact they gave up 70 points to the Dolphins earlier in the season. It would be fun if you and I just did an NFL show or an NFL and NHL show. We would absolutely crush it. Because I got the questions and you got the answers. Like this. How come every week I hear Brandon Staley's going to be fired in L.A. with the Chargers? Every week he's in the hot seat. See, every week they lose and he's still not fired. <laughs> what am I missing? I, I, I don't know. I, I, the only thing I can fathom is that ownership's going to wait to um, Black Monday, they call it, the Monday after the last game of the regular season and make a change then. But they are wasting Justin Herb. They're wasting a, a great talent and a great quarterback. And I think it, Brandon Staley can't say he didn't have a chance to prove himself as a head coach in the NFL. Not at all. And the way it's going now, I don't see how they bring him back next year. That Assuming they let him just play out the rest of the regular season, maybe they want a good draft pick that they'll make the change at the end of the season. But yeah, I know I, I, that would have been my, 
you know, that regal lock of the week that he would have been the first to go. But, you know, <laughs> Carolina was so bad and Frank Reich, he, he beat them to it. Uh, yeah. And but just when you talk about Justin Herbert, I look at the Rams getting rid of Jared Goff, and we all thought he was junk. They win a Super Bowl with Matt Stafford. Now I look at what the Lions are doing with Goff. Thanksgiving Day loss to the Packers, notwithstanding. It really, there's a message in there, and I'm sure not sure what it is. You know, I mean, I mean, Jared Goff, I just for whatever reason, wasn't the right fit. Now, Jared, I think Jared Goff, the Lions have had a great year, but the last two games, Jared Goff turned the ball over a lot. Well, I mean, if you look back to Thanksgiving, if he doesn't turn the ball over that much, they would, probably would have been able to overcome Jordan Love's breakout game. Jordan Love was phenomenal in that win over the Lions, but Jared Goff just turned the ball over too much for the Lions. And now that's they have the extra time to work on it with Dan Campbell and the coaching staff, so I, I have some faith they're going to turn some things around. But you kind of mentioned Matt Stafford and the Rams and their team that quietly starting to win some games and put up some points. So. There's a lot to be decided in the NFL. There's, there's, I mean, there's a few teams that are really elite, like a San Francisco and a Philadelphia in the NFC, and definitely Kansas City and Baltimore in the AFC. But other than that, this is what the NFL always dreams of, that there's all these teams technically still in it deep until December. There's only a handful of teams that you can write off right now and say they don't have a chance. And Carolina is one of them, and Tori talked about it earlier. New England's definitely one of them as well. It's been wild, and the best is yet to come. What a great Christmas we're in for. Uh, Jim, happy holidays. Thanks for this, man. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Take care, guys. All the best. Canada's foremost NFL insider, Jim Lang, and best-selling author with many books on the Leafs. We'll be back in a moment on Game Plus Television with audience takeover and, uh, well, overtime, which includes a sports update. Get the text rolling now. It's your last chance of the day. The Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beverages, proud partners of the RP Show. We will be right back. Game Plus, Key Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. everybody overtime is at hand and uh boy that's clark tells me four and a half minutes that's not much that's not much to go on reg overtime's brought to you by our friends at overtime hockey lanes in calgary where skill and fun collide an amusement park for hockey enthusiasts check them out this holiday season if you love shooting pucks like i do and can do it all day and have a little fun and frivolity hanging out with your friends. Fully licensed bar and restaurant, too, by the way. 28th Street Northeast in Calgary, just a slap shot away from the old Crossroads flea market. Check them out. Overtime Hockey Lanes, proud sponsors of the Overtime segment here on the RP Show. Uh, check them out and tell them Rod sent you. Talking with Jim Lang about the Leafs. It's insanity, you know. It's insanity. In Canada with the hockey, 
And now the more time that I spend here in the States, it seems to be a Canadian thing. Somebody just sent me a screenshot of a rumor as to why Corey Perry has been suspended by the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's frankly disgusting. There's no way that this is, there's no way that this is true. What's wrong with people? It's the whole world's gone nuts. Just keep it here and we'll keep you grounded for two hours a day. That's all I can promise. The other 22 hours, you're on your own. Bomber boy in Calgary writes in and says, uh, Leafs talk? Next thing you know, RP will be bringing in the Westminster best-in-class winner for an interview. See, I could sit and fill the whole show talking about that. There was a dog show on television the other day, and I'm thinking, number one, who the hell would watch this? Darren and I were talking this morning about a lot of uninteresting television shows and how the announcers on a lot of the shows just aren't that great. That's not even to get into podcasts. Uh, and you wonder why the ratings are going down and sort of being watered down. It's because there's so much, so many channels, so much competition. That's why. But that's broadcaster talk. I don't know that everybody cares about that. Kirk in Toronto says, uh, hey, Rod, the Leafs Stanley Cup parade is on pause again. Yeah, for now. Oh, no. How about that? How about that Alouette's Grey Cup parade last week, though? That was something of uh, beauty. Always knew Montreal, hell of a CFL town. They just needed a winner. Unfortunately, not every team can win. If you wait to cheer for your team until they're good, you might be waiting a long time, especially the Carolina Panthers. Herb in Melville writes in and says, do you think Wheeler was a problem in the dressing room and they seem to have come together for bones? He's talking about Blake Wheeler. Herb, I thought you've been watching this show every day. We've been discussing that just last week. I said, Wheeler's gone, the team's winning. The mood in the dressing room has taken a massive upswing. What's different? Blake Wheeler's gone. But for whatever reason, I guess he's a nice guy. I've never met him. Nobody wants to point that out. Sports update. The Calgary Flames home to the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights in NHL play tonight. The Flames return to Alberta after a 2-2 two two road trip. Meanwhile, the Ottawa Senators welcome the Florida Panthers to CT Center tonight. Sens coming off a 5-3 loss to the Isles on Friday. It's the Battle of the Kachucks tonight. Uh, week 12 of the NFL season wraps up tonight. I saw your comment, Tank and Estevan. We don't have time to delve into that game, but we will tomorrow. Vikings home of the Chicago Bears. Vikes coming off a 21-20 loss to Denver in week 11 that snapped their five-game slide. Bears 1-5 away from Soldier Field. This will, this will be a laugher, folks, as John Frenzy would say. Sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, starring Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe. And for Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. That's all of it. Great, great, great job on the guest, Clark. Cody Fajardo, Tori Gurley, Jim Lang. We'll do it all again tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here at Game Plus and the Key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>